Welcome back to the Lion Podcast. My name is Aaron Alexander. This is a place that we bring together the world's leading experts on all things health and wellness to help y'all sort out your life uh, and me as well because we're all in this thing together. Uh, this conversation was with my good friend, Jim Quick. Jim, I've known him now for several years and uh, I'm really proud of this fella for coming out with his long-awaited book, Limitless. It is it just came out this week and uh, it's been sold out on Amazon and now uh, I hear there's a new shipment of books there so you guys can grab yourself a copy. Limitless, upgrade your brain, learn anything faster and unlock your exceptional life. The forward is by Dr. Mark Hyman and the uh, blurb at the top is by Will Smith. This conversation is was released on Jim Quick's podcast um, and I am re-releasing it here because in our conversation that we were talking specifically about his book, Midway through or like actually at the very end the power went out and we kind of lost the audio it was really devastating because the conversation is really good uh, but you get a lot of goodness out of Jim in this one as well and this is a bit more focused on the way that movement uh, affects the way that we think uh, among other things so really fantastic conversation you guys are going to devour it and I am very excited to share with y'all the Align Method online program. The first week is a million percent free. It can be found at alignpodcast.com, A-L-I-G-N podcast.com. Go to Align Method for seven days, absolutely free, and get into some fundamental self-care practices, including breath work and also focusing on forward head posture in particular. So when your head juts out in front of your body and your shoulders roll forward, your spine collapses forward, all that stuff, uh, essentially sitting in chairs, looking at screens a lot. If you are a person that uh, falls into that category of you'd like your shoulders to kind of come back a little bit more and your spine to be a little bit taller, then that first week will be perfect for you. And it's at alignpodcast.com. And then just click on Align Method and you can get that thing started. All right, here we go. Back to the podcast with the absolute legend, Jim Quick, with his new book, Limitless. Highly recommend checking that thing out to upgrade your brain, learn anything faster, and unlock your exceptional life. That's how you yeah. start a freaking podcast. That was a first. <laughs> I've heard I've heard that a lot of times here at the yeah. at this house. <laughs> so that was a first. All right, buddy. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, man. Thank grateful you. for grateful for you. Well, what a great thing, man. That was only that was only that whole experience was a little like probably seven and a half minute experience. Okay. It's just amazing how how much you can change one's state uh, in such a short amount of time. Yeah, you know, and we have access to all of these tools throughout the day, but it's just so easy to get uh, consumed by the abundance of pirates out there that are that are hunting for the booty of your consciousness, kind of hijacking our focus and our mind. Mm -hmm. A lot of this stuff it takes it sometimes it takes energy, and we're going to talk about that in this in this conversation. To be able to, to direct direct your course, yeah. Instead of just the unconscious habits, um, and um, there was a section in the book I wanted to talk about uh, that we haven't had a conversation about in um, on camera. Um, and if you're watching this on camera, we happen to be um, we just finished some acro uh, yoga and we are warming up. We're in uh, <laughs> Aaron's sauna of all places. We're warming it up um, so I could get some. Uh, 
some some therapy before I hop on a plane. So mm. thanks thanks for this. Yeah, yeah, I, f- I feel amazing between the breath work and the body work. Um, yeah, because I just got off a plane from from Sydney, and uh, it's pretty pretty intense. So thank you for all the other support Absolutely, over the years. Man. Yeah, and, um, appreciate it. You support me as well, even through having the opportunity to support you when you're in between travels and such mm. inevitably I'm supporting myself which is a convenient thing in any relationship you know it doesn't need to be like okay cool I'm gonna pour from this cup into another cup and now I have this empty cup okay what do I do like there is a way to participate in a relationship where you mutually fill each other's cup mm. I think that's an important important yeah, thing I love that I think everyone who's listening to this we all need somebody who's going to be there to um, support us, to encourage us, to uh, to cheer us on, and, and and be there. And if you haven't found that person, be that person. Be that person. Yeah, exactly. You and are that, that person. Per- you are that person. And be that person right. for for you. For yeah. Sure. And then all of a sudden, we won't, won't go off too tangential on this. Well, we probably will, but um, <laughs> you know, the we are attracting each other based off of our our own frequency, you yeah. know, and we just did some, some frequencies through our own bodies mm-hmm. using our own tones through in the form of just humming, really simply humming. And, you know, as we're doing that, you can notice as you change different tones, you can notice different parts. You can notice maybe your throat will start to reverberate more. Maybe mm-hmm. you'll feel it more in your head or maybe you'll feel maybe in your shoulder, or your hips or your, your belly, your pelvic floor. You know, and so there's certain tones or frequencies that will resonate and match with other parts of your body. Well, I would suggest that certain personality types or emotional states or thought patterns are frequencies in and of themselves. Mm. And there'll be certain people that will be attracted to to certain ones and certain people that will be uh, repelled by other ones. You know, so being aware of like, what is like, what's the vibe that I bring to this room? You know, what are the thoughts that have been streaming through my head all morning? You know, what's the, do I, do I feel like, is my body uh, vibrant? Does it feel uplifting to be around, you know, or does it feel more like stagnant and kind of pulling people down? You know, and it's just, it's an interesting question to ask. Like, what's, what is my frequency? If I was a musical note, what note would I be? So everyone who's listening right now, or they're watching this, maybe they're here for a reason that we that like attracts like and yeah yeah exactly yeah well let's start with that let's start with the the power of voice we're going to talk about three senses uh to leverage those powers and we have these incredible tools that we are born with but most of us don't get training on Mm. this like the stuff that we teach um whether it's remembering or thinking or focus you know things like speed reading not taught in school yeah not a lot of classes on how to develop your your senses, mm-hmm. your sense of your sense of touch, your sense of sound, your sense of sight, and um, and when we started this, we started with with the humming and the breathing. Let's talk about voice yeah. and how it relates also to to our well being, to our cognitive performance. Yeah, well, so your voice is directly tied, or sound in general, but your you know, voice is a very clear sound music maker that you're making all day long, um, that it's directly tied into the function of your autonomic nervous system. You know, so that baseline of the way that you think, feel, produce hormones and neurochemistry and you know, your, your HRV and your heart rate and all that stuff, like things that we think that we don't have control over you know, it's autonomic, it's on autopilot. Uh, in fact, just through augmenting your environment, 
by changing perhaps the sounds in your environment um, or the sound that you're producing out of your internal environment. Uh, so an example would be if all of a sudden there's like a clash, bang, somebody spills a bunch of silverware on the ground. Oh! You know, it's like, okay, well, that really deeply impacted your autonomic nervous system. Like, I don't have any control of that. It's like, well, pour a bunch of silverware or break a glass behind somebody and tell me you don't have control of their autonomic nervous system. You know, and so that's one example of how sound, it sends this signal into your physiology. It says, whoa, I'm responding. You know, and babies are really good at this. You know, because babies don't have all of those ideas and that that's that sure. somebodyness that they've kind of wrapped themselves in throughout a lifetime. They're just direct connection to like, okay, this made me feel a certain way. And now my face does this and I'm crying or now I'm smiling, you know, and so certain tones of voice will impact a, a baby like whew, like warp speed. And oftentimes they'll find, you know, like a mother's tone to be more nurturing and sweet and, you know, like give them to every guy in the room. And then all of a sudden they hand them off to the mother and she says, oh, it's okay. It's okay. Oh, she uses that tone as a tool. And then he says, oh God, it is okay. It is okay. You know, and so we're doing that throughout our conversations, you know, and, and, and conversations with ourselves as well. You know, every time when you're communicating, uh, if you want your point to be well taken, uh, a valuable strategy for that would be to maybe you could slow your pacing of your language down a bit because you're not like racing people mm-hmm. through an idea. And that's what we end up doing when we get nervous, you know, and that's your autonomic nervous system feels nervous. So it starts going fast because you're being played by your nervous system and it's coming out in the song through your words. But you can reverse engineer that and say, okay, when I'm really nervous, I start going, and all these facts and details, and whoa, you know, it's like, oh, wow, interesting. I got played by that. Well, what if I go the other direction and I intentionally slow down as I'm communicating? All of a sudden, it tells my physiology, I'm like, wow, like, I'm in control. You know, and everything, you you know, your heart rate will start to slow down. Maybe you put more emphasis on that exhalation, which inherently puts you into more of a parasympathetic rest, digest, heal type state. You know, so your sound is inextricably tied to your breath as well. And so as we are uh, communicating, it's a, it's a valuable question to ask, what is my tone communicating? And uh, if you haven't asked yourself that question, um, you know, now's a great time to start, you know, and perhaps there may be results that you could be getting in your relationships, um, in your felt state of relaxation or anxiety or confidence or strength in your own body, uh, just by playing with maybe get a singing coach, get a, you know, get a voice coach and see if, if my voice is always really like maybe raspy or high pitch or this, you know, it's like, it's not that nice to hear. Mm-hmm. It's like, you can work on that. You know, just the way that you can work on your postural patterns. You know, it's like, oh, my, I just always have forward head posture and rolled forward shoulders. And, you know, it's a genetic thing. It's just who, it's just how I express. It's like, no, you've learned that expression. You know, and so when someone's about to tear up and say, trying to say something, their voice changes. Well, what if you're a person that's moving in, moving through the world, holding on to deeply held some traumatic experience that it's like, I'm almost always ready to tear up and well up. You can hear that in their voice. You know, so 
again, we can reverse engineer all that and kind of indicate to the body that this is how we feel based off of the sounds that we hear in our environment and also the sounds that we create from our internal environment. One of the big takeaways I'm having right now is just being sensitive to it, just that building that self-awareness, because I feel like people through our patterns and our scripts, sometimes we're on this default mode where we we don't realize the amount of influence and control we have yeah. on those tools. And so I think everybody who's listening to this, you know, as they're talking to themselves or they're speaking with their voice out loud to somebody else, they're going to be more conscious of that mm-hmm. and they could use it more, more, more purposefully. Yep. And that's the first step with anything. You know, once you just have that, that eye or that lens to, to see, you're like, okay, cool. Now we're talking. You know, it's what, it's what, what is that? What do they call that? The unconscious incompetence is the base layer. So first we start off as we're, you know, unconsciously incompetent, you know, where you're messing things up. You're like a tornado in every room and you don't even realize it, you know, and then eventually it's like, dude, you know, you were a real dick at that dinner party. It's like, it's like, what, really? I I thought I was a great guy. You're like, okay, cool. Now we're getting into consciously incompetent. Your friend's like, dude, you're, you're acting a fool. You know, and then from there we could start to work our way up the hierarchy, you know, and be consciously competent, which is still, you know, we're, we're on the path. We're still observing ourselves be competent until eventually you have enough repetitions and competence that that's just who you are. And that person is very sexy to be around. You know, that person is very, it just feels good to be like, wow, I don't know what it is, but like just being around that person just makes me feel away. That fourth stage is powerful, where, yeah. you, where you go to uh, unconscious competence, yeah. where it becomes second nature. Like, mm-hmm. it's just who you are. It's just you who you are. It's just like when you're driving a car, you don't have to be consciously aware of what you're doing or tying your shoes. Yeah. That's amazing. Amazing. Let's talk about uh, the next one. Let's talk about the power of sight. Sure. You yeah. Know? And so w- from what approach are you looking at sight and vision. Yeah. Well, so a big part of what the book, The Align Method, is about is that your fitness is so much bigger than what you do in the gym. And when you look at cultures from around the globe uh, that are the healthiest cultures in the world, like you look look at Dan Buettner's uh, Blue Zones, or you can go to cultures that you see have really low incidence of osteoarthritis and, you know, the hips and knees or pelvic floor dysfunctions or cultures that like fall risk isn't really a thing for elderly, you know, like all those places that just maintain this physical, mental, emotional autonomy, because they're all tied together, um, they're not gym cultures. You know, they're not cultures that are obsessed with the latest supplements. And there mm-hmm. are cultures that, you know, have I'm, you know, keto bumper stickers or, you know, the hashtags or they're like, there are cultures that just live their lives in such a way that's conducive for health and wellness. And they're not, you know, they're not, they're, they're unconsciously competent with their own physical inhabitants. And what they, what that is, is they're being played by an environment that naturally walks them, that naturally squats them, that naturally communities them, that naturally causes their eyes to go through a full range of motion. So the environment that we live in is presently more conducive for contraction from a visual perspective. So even right now we're inside of the sauna. So we can only see, you know, the first we can see is, you know, four feet or something like that. When we go out of here, we'll be into a a room, you know, and then first, okay, now I can see 15 feet. 
You know, and then what we spent almost the whole day since we've met has been outside looking up at the sky. You know, so I, that's like by design for me. Yeah. That's not that's not an accident. You know, it's like cool. Let's hang out outside so we can allow our eyes to relax and look out into the distance. Which literally, just the way that you can play your physiology with the tone of your voice and the pacing of your language, you can also play your physiology with your breathing patterns. You can also play your physiology with your visual patterns. So there's a really smart guy, Stanford professor slash good friend called uh, Andrew Huberman, who he reviewed the sight chapter in the in the book, and he, he I mean, he's he's brilliant, I would say, and a big part of his research is how our visual field, whether we're looking out using that panoramic vision or whether we're looking more close up into our cell phone or computer screen, the way that that literally is a one-to-one connection on your autonomic state. So when you look out into that panorama or you allow your vision to kind of like glaze over for a second, even if you are in a room, you just let your eyes relax and just like, ah, I'm not focusing on anything right now. Uh, literally your autonomic nervous system goes into this rest, digest, heal, restore, parasympathetic type state because all of those patterns are tied into your physiology for millennia that when Jim is looking over the savanna or tucking, just looking up into the clouds reflecting or looking out into the mountains, mm-hmm. he's chilling. Right. You know, and then when he's pulling the bow back and he's po- focusing all of his eye down the little peep and he's looking at the pen and <sighs> He sees the bunny rabbit in the distance or whatever your hunter-gatherer guy was doing. He's like, whoa, full focus, like shark focus. You know, so that's more, which is a great thing. You want to be able to play both sides. You want to oscillate back and forth between sympathetic, parasympathetic, rest, digest, calm, executive function, get shit done. You know, but for the most part, the modern world from a visual perspective and the rest of them, because they're all tied together, is tied up and bound adhesed within that mold of focus get shit done drink more coffee sleep less get shit done and screens that were focused on for most of the day and that's yeah exactly so it's so the screens is a a uh it's like a culprit and a symptom of that state you know so when someone is in more of a you know i'm a stuck in anxious to-do list keep rolling rolling racing 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 type type state then naturally, the last thing that wants that person wants to do is do a meditation thing or a breath work thing or mm-hmm. just go for a walk and disengage. You know, they're like, "No, I gotta get too much. I gotta get shit done." You know, so it's almost you could almost say that that state, that underlying ineffable sensation of oh, I need to keep moving, keep moving, keep moving, almost pours us into the notifications in the cell phone and pours us into our emails and pours us into like, "What's the next to do? What's the next to do?" which exacerbates the problem. Much like our voice does. Just like the voice. When we get tense and we start yep. to uh, to speak too rapidly and we lose, we lose our breath. Yep. So then you send that feedback like, I'm freaking out. They're like, yeah, you are freaking out. You know, and, and so the same thing with your eyes. When your eyes focus in, you're like, okay, like I'm executive function, go. Cortisol response, like go. It's like, yep, you are. You know, and so when you're in that point, say you're going before you're, you're doing a business meeting thing or maybe a public speaking thing or meeting up with a date and you're nervous about it. Before that, tap into your site, look out in the distance, do the panorama thing, you know, and then as you're doing that, let's stack layers. Let's emphasize a long exhalation. Uh, and maybe we could even add some sound into that. 
you know, so we can right. increase nitric oxide produ production just through having a simple hum. You know, so you can be going into that <sighs> as you're looking out into the distance. Now, all of a sudden, you have this this calming sandwich of variables that mm -hmm. you've just put together. Now, from there, what if we start to tap into your postural patterns? You know, so now, okay, I'm going to do that, and I'm also going to I'm going to find my feet. So now we're talking about the third sense. We we talked about the uh, the power of. We talked about the power of our voice yeah. and you know the audio, yeah. and then we talked about power of the sight, which I would imagine if you're looking off in the distance, part of the reason you relax is because you feel safe because you could see the whole savanna. That too. And you're not in danger. Yeah. Also, so you don't have to be protecting yourself. Yeah, this is all old mammalian stuff. Right. Yeah. And then going back, if you stack also the um, the kin the uh, the more the body. Yeah. Yeah. The kinesthetic part's huge, you know? And so that's, that's such a, a gorgeous segue that it works out that way. Uh, because everything, I mean, there, you could segue to almost anything cause it's all connected, you know? So it's like, yeah, right back into touch. So I'm feeling the sensation. I'm almost being touched by the ground you know, I'm activating mm -hmm. that kinesthetic sense of like, man, you know what? I haven't had a massage for a while, but right now as I'm sitting down, I'm kind of getting a glute massage from this chair. And I'm kind of getting like a lateral compartment of my my uh, shin on this on the right side here. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of open up through anterior tibialis, and you know, I was like, oh wow, I'm kind of like a, like seeing a therapist just by sitting my butt down on the ground here. So if I start to bring my awareness into those places, that's been shown through various different scientific research. That um, there's one particular study that we have in the, in the Align Method book where we talk about uh, the power of just paying attention to the, the kinesthetic experience of washing dishes. So when a person is washing dishes and they're noticing intentionally, they're being cued, I want you to notice the, the temperature of the water. And I want you to notice the, you know, the, the ambient air around you and notice any sounds and hear, I want you to hear the faucet turning on and I want you to hear the water pouring down and just pour your consciousness into that experience really be be enamored by that experience of washing that dish and what you find with people that as they do that their stress levels inherently diminish uh, because you have less bandwidth to go into i think it's called chronostasia when you're like time traveling to be looking into the future mm -hmm. or ruminating about the past you can't because you only have so much bandwidth and you only have 120 bits of conscious bandwidth at a time or whatever you know so you're pouring those bits into the temperature of that water and the sensation of your the weight of your feet on the ground it like it pops you into the present moment which if you're truly in the present moment then i think you're going to feel quite content mm -hmm. i don't know that there's a lot of other options beyond that it's this this gratification and satisfaction and gratitude uh that is i think that is what presence is you know and so that's a really simple hack in quotations to bring yourself into that moment down-regulate those stress levels, and then it also is shown to increase uh, people's scores on creativity tests, yeah. which is really fascinating. Yeah. You know, and that's that's that stuff is more looking at it from like a I think kind of like a productivity business perspective. But then the value of touch in your life, you know, when when babies don't get touched, they go through a thing called failure to thrive. Mm -hmm. You know, so what you'll find is you know, it's the the remaining orphanages is really famous example of that uh, where there was the, the dictator was queuing people up to not use any kind of birth control and make as much many kids as we can and grow this population and that all fell through and then, then we have all these orphans and no parents 
um, and they're not being touched. They're being fed, but they're not being adequately fed by touch and they end up failing to thrive. So emotional development decreases, psychological development, their physical body doesn't mm-hmm. grow because they're getting the signal from their environment that it's not a safe time to regenerate cells and grow and get big and get expansive and get proud and get strong and wander. It's time to shrink up and hibernate because I don't have a mother to take care of me. You know, and you'll see that with rats, it, just simply having... This is another research that we cite in the book. Uh, Just simply having uh, replicating mother's touch through a paintbrush helped the rats to be able to, the rat pups to be able to grow. You know, and you see the same thing. The last example is is, um, babies in incubators. You know, so it's like you got to take them out and don't let any bacteria or anything touch them and just kind of contain them alone inside this glass tube, you know, while they grow. And we're going to feed them nutrition and everything. We'll add some real like a small amount of massage to that baby each day and all of a sudden we turbocharge that growth and we get them out of that incubator much quicker you know so that signal of touch and i can keep on going through endless examples of it um the power of hugs for oxytocin of course yeah absolutely yeah and you can even see that in professional sports teams another more research that i cited in the book was uh seeing that with basketball teams professional basketball teams in the nba um they studied the number of times that the teams would exchange any form of contact in preseason. And what they found was uh, the teams that would have the greatest amount of contact. So like dabs and butt slap and chest bump or, you know, anything. Just at some point they're like, oh, good work, man. You know, things that we don't notice, you know, our conscious mind is like, oh, yeah, well, I just did some dabs, you know, whatever. You know, it's like, no, 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 you did dabs. You you, you connected the, the hive mind. Mm-hmm. You brought it together. And I cued to you that I accept you and I love you and you're a part of the team. Because I just went, nice work, man. Just that little pop, that little tap on the shoulder. You're like, oh, God, okay, I'm left. You know, and so throughout the day... We, uh, you know, Alan Watts talks about we were confusing the, the menu for the meal. You know, so we're confusing the the menu of our cell phones and our screens and, you know, mm-hmm. media, magazines, stuff. You know, we're seeing, oh, Brad Pitt and whoever is, they're touching each other. You know, they're, they're in love or they hate each other or whatever. We see images of friends from across the world, you know, hugging or doing acro yoga or whatever. It's like, wow, it's like I'm seeing this touch, but it's not a fraction of the same as someone just patting me on the arm and saying, good job, Jim. You know, what we need, uh, if we want to f- start to induce that sensation of growth and, and feeling like, okay, it's, it's, it's safe to thrive, um, is starting to implement those subtle little touch points throughout the day, you know, and, and make sure it's not creepy because every touch, you know, all touch is not created equal. You know, so making sure it's like that your touch is coming from a place of authenticity and compassion and all that. But you can jumpstart that sensation of feeling safe and connected in the world uh, through bringing more contact into your life. I love that. So what would you say to, as we wrap this up, there are listeners here, um, what, what do you challenge, what's the challenge or what's the one thing that they could do? You know, as they're moving forward, you know, because I encourage everybody to take a screenshot of this video or take the screenshot of this episode yeah. and, and tag us both in there and then share, share that, share that one thing. Yeah. Like a small, small, simple step. 
I think the one thing that I would share, if there had to be one thing, is recognizing, this is going to go probably deeper and darker than you were anticipating, but recognizing that at some point you are going to leave this body. Like this is a this is a temporary vacation waiting room that we're in here. And I think the purpose of being in this body or the real value or magic of being in this body is, is sharing love with each other. So if you are living your life in a contracted state, afraid to love and afraid to be loved and afraid to express yourself entirely, um, that is at some point in this lifeline, uh, if that is the case, you will look back and you'll say, dang it. And I had an opportunity to love, you know, I had an opportunity to, to really just not live a life in fear and not live a life concerned about somebody's judgment that I don't even give a shit about their opinion, mm-hmm. you know? And so instead of me living my life and feeling like, you know what, like I belong here, you know, the sooner that you can enter into that state of physical, mental, emotional embodiment of, you know what, I belong, you know, and if you don't feel that way. That's, that's your problem. Like you can have that. And so I think the sooner that we can let go of that belief system that, you know, oh, I'll be good enough when, or, you know, you know, they'll love me if, or, you know, oh, this part of my body is not sexy or like, that's all weight that we're carrying. You know, so make every day, you know, Anthony Taylor or Andrew Taylor still, uh, has a quote. He says, he's the founder of osteopathy. He said, said that harmony dwells where obstruction does not exist. You know, and then Rumi said something like, your task isn't to find love, it's to, to knock down or seek out the, the obstructions that you've created blocking you from it, paraphrasing what he said. Um, you know, so make every day be an opportunity to look in and see, like, where do I hold some restriction or contraction that's blocking that love to be able to come out of me and come into me? Right. So as you express this through, through your voice, through your, through your eyes through your touch. To yeah, they're all win- they're all windows. Yeah. And then everyone is a window. What we're saying before is that, you know, find that person that could be there to support you and to love you and to encourage you and also be that person for somebody else and then just to put a bow on it, maybe be that person for yourself. Yeah. Be conscious of how you're using your voice, your eyes, your your physiology to uh, to show love to yourself mm-hmm. how would you talk to yourself and, and see yourself and be in your own body yep it's like when the like the little boy becomes the man you know like the joseph campbell hero's journey they go out and they fight the dragon and they go to the call to adventure and then they come back and like that you know 11 year old boy or girl that you knew you come back and she's you know 16 years old and she's gone through some stuff and she's learned some some new lessons and you mean we're like whoa like your voice is different your eye contact is different your postural patterns are different the way that you breathe is different like you're a different person you know and so uh, the soon like we have access to all of that stuff and you can Build it just like you're, you know, you're building a castle. Like really pay attention to the placement of each of those blocks. You know, what's my visual block like? How am I putting that angle in there? What's my breath block like? What's my my internal self-talk like? And then how does that produce out through my mouth? You know, and so if we can start to come into awareness of that, then all of a sudden we have greater intentionality 
um, of, of building this, building ourselves. I love it. Thanks, buddy. Thank you so much, man. What a fun time. Thank Always. you all for tuning in. Over now. Thank you guys so much for tuning into that conversation. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Highly recommend grabbing Jim's book, Limitless. Uh, Will Smith, as I mentioned, says that Jim knows how to get the maximum out of him as a human being. And uh, I think this book can help you all with that as well. If you enjoyed some particular part of this, por favor, share it on the internet. Maybe Instagram would be a good place. If you do that, you can tag me at Align Podcast, A-L-I-G-N Podcast. And you can also tag Jim Quick at Jim Quick. And uh, really appreciate you guys. Hope you are feeling good. Hope you're feeling healthy. Hope you're getting some sunshine. Hope you're boosting your immune system in all the natural ways. That is the most important thing that we can do for uh, the health of our culture and the health of our, ourselves is to stay mentally, physically, emotionally healthy. And uh, hope you guys are doing that. Um, thanks so much again for jumping on to the Align Method online program. Seven, first seven days is absolutely free, as we mentioned in the intro, and uh, can be found at alignpodcast.com. And then just click on Align Method and get that thing started. And I hope you absolutely enjoy the rest of your week. And uh, appreciate you sharing this. Appreciate your views on the iTunes. Appreciate you. All right, bye now.